0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Joining us on the Great Midwest Hotline, it is author Rick Houston, author of the book Dale versus Daytona, The Intimidator's Quest to Win the Great American Race. And welcome to the show, Rick. Appreciate you coming on.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. This
1: is a a really interesting book because it's not just, you know, you don't, just jumped in nineteen, you know, the nineties or whatever and that. But you you start off uh, early in his career, which I think is the most compelling part of of Dale Earnhardt's uh, career in life is the, the the part after his father passed away at a relatively young age in 1973 until he kind of hooks up with uh, Osterlund and then later with the, the Bud Moore years, and how much of a struggle it was for Dale and and, and his family at that time.
2: Well, you know, I, I think that's why people love him so much, uh, is because he truly was the great American story. Uh, he, he literally came from nothing. And, you know, he, he was, there was a time when he literally didn't have two nickels to rub together. And he, he pulled himself up out of that, uh, to become one of the greatest drivers that NASCAR has ever known. Now, you know, a lot of people will say he was the greatest driver, uh, and, and I, I don't say that. You know, I, I think that's always going to be open for debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> as far as as far as where he came from, uh, yeah, I, I think that he's he is the NASCAR rags to riches story. It certainly
1: is. Yeah, the the greatest driver in that. I, I you know I really don't like doing that in any sport. I mean, trying to judge <laughs> Babe yeah. Ruth to Hank Aaron to Ted Williams to, there's so many parameters involved. The same thing with racing, Parnelli Jones to Richard Petty to Dale Earnhardt to, you know, even uh, Don Garlitz, you know, in drag racing. I mean, there's so many different, I just like saying he's one of the great ones, and which he is, and there's no debate there. Um, w- with, with Dale, uh, also the – the Bud Moore years is always kind of compelling because he goes from Rod Osterlin, and then I always like to tease the 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 diehard Chevy people about, you know, he did drive a Ford for a couple of years just to <laughs> kind of, you know. So uh So t- tell us about him, his relationship with Bud Moore.
2: Well, you know, it, it's kind of neat that you bring up Bud Moore on Veterans Day, um, you know, because Bud Moore, uh, of course, was a veteran of mm-hmm. D day. Uh, he landed on Utah Beach. Uh, he was he was the the very essence of a, of an old school NASCAR uh, team owner, uh, and he for for many years he was he was the flagship Ford uh, team, uh, one of the flagship uh, Ford teams, and he he very clearly states in in the book uh, that you know I, I found an interview that he did. Where he called Dale Earnhardt the greatest driver that he had ever seen, and he had had some great drivers in his car. Uh, Joe Weatherly uh, drove for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the greats drove for him, uh, and, and he said that you know if if somebody uh, he said Bud said that if he could just rein Bell in and, and keep him from trying to run everybody over every lap, that there was no telling what. Dale could accomplish, and and turns out Bud knew exactly what he was talking about.
1: It certainly is, uh, and and then not only that, but uh, an, another book you wrote, and and which is really near and dear to my heart is uh, NASCAR's Greatest Race, which I think is kind of under. Underreported today, I guess, uh, and that's we were talking about it before, which is the 1992 Atlanta 500, which, of course, was the King Richard Petty's last race. Uh, you had uh, Jeff Gordon was his first cup race. You had uh, Alan Kowicki, Bill Elliott, and Davy Allison fighting for the uh, championship. And, of course, for, uh, for those of us who followed Alan's career from when he was young in the Milwaukee area here, you know, is just one of the greatest things that happened in the world of racing for us.
2: Well, it truly was a, a NASCAR Cinderella story uh, because it, it, he had a he had a story very much like Dale's. Uh, he he came from he came from you know up from nothing. Uh, he he was a self made person. Uh, he he did it basically on his own. Uh, and and I know it's I know it sounds cliche, but he he did it his way. Mm-hmm. You know he he had an offer. Uh, to go drive for Junior Johnson, and <clears throat> at that time that was a very attractive offer, and it, and it must have been very tempting for him to do that. Uh, but he wanted to do he wanted to do the deal his way, and so he he stayed uh, with his own team, uh, and he wound up winning the championship uh, with his own team, which today, you know, would be absolutely unheard of. Right uh but but Allen you know he he was a unique character and you know he you know he was very very focused and some <laughs> some would say fixated on the race car and and making it the best and 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 you know uh, making it the best that it could possibly be and it, and it wound up working very well for him
1: yeah one of the amazing things about Allen was especially during that particular race was he was doing the math in his head uh, regarding the points because at that time you had bonus points and, and leading the most laps. And he, in his head, he's figuring all that out while driving 190 miles an hour at, at you know Atlanta, trying to stay ahead of Bill Elliott. And no, which is alone is no easy thing to do. And he's figuring out you know he, he needs you know lead one more lap and then he's gonna get the fo- five bonus points for leading the most laps. And it just it's such an amazing story.
2: You know, the thing that I loved about that race was the just the the drama of of being there and and being in the midst of all that, and and trying to figure out, you know, who needed to lead what laps and and who needed to lead how you know the most laps and that kind of thing, and, and it wasn't a manufactured drama. You know, no, it was it, not. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that whole that whole season came down to that race. And it didn't take it didn't take weeks of, of Twitter buzz and Facebook buzz and 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 you know smoke and mirror shows and that kind of thing. the 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 excitement was very real. The drama was very real, and I think that that's why that race you know resonates you know the way that it does even now, uh, twenty five years later.
0: Yeah, I agree. Getting back to your Dale verse Daytona book. Uh, Rick, what I love is that you sit there and you've got fresh interviews, you know, uh, Kirk Shelmerdine, Andy Petrie, Larry Mack, Sterling Marlin, Jeb Bodine, Kenny Schrader, all these guys, you're not just recycling old stuff that everybody's heard before. You put so much time into the research and everything like that in the book. It's absolutely fantastic. Who, who surprised you? Like, who was the best interview out of that where – you went over and, and you, you had a half an hour planned for the interview and you ended up staying like two and a half hours, you know, who, who really got you?
2: Well, you know, asking, asking about a favorite interview for that book is, is kind of like asking, uh, uh, you know, about a favorite child, uh, because there were so many good interviews, but to be honest with you, one of the, one of the most genuine and sincere people in, in, that entire garage then and today has got to be Larry McReynolds. All right. Uh, Larry, Larry is a good guy. And Larry uh, doesn't hold anything back, uh, you know, and, you know, there were a couple of times during that interview where, <laughs> where I was like, Larry Mac, are, are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> <laughs> And and I look at my tape recorder, and I look at him, and I said, well, you know, the tape recorder's running. It's on the record. It's fair game. <laughs> you know, but, you know, the, the story, it, probably one of my favorite stories in that entire book is the, the story about uh, Bill France Jr. Uh, getting on the team radio and talking to Dale Sr. Uh, during the last caution of the 98 Daytona 500 and Larry Mack not knowing who it was. And him fixing and him about to get on the radio and cuss out Bill France Jr. <laughs> and and Richard Childress's and Richard Childress's reaction, uh-huh. and Larry Mack getting mad about it. So you know uh, that that's just one of the great stories you know that's in that book that I had never heard of or that I had never heard before. Uh, but you know that. Uh, the the Dale versus Daytona book is, is it, it's it's my career highlight. Uh, I really enjoy putting it together.
1: And uh, I, I notice with your, your list of books here, uh, I, I've only so far put together one book, but we 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 have a, a kind of a kinship here. <laughs> well, whereas uh, you did a book an Arcadia book with uh, Rockingham Speedway, I did the one on Road America. And uh, Rockingham was always one of my favorite tracks, and unfortunately, Alan Hill- Andy Hillenberg tried to get it going again a few years ago. Did not work out, but of course, that's a uh, Al Quicke won there in 1990, and of course, uh, Curtis Turner had a comeback win there, and with the with the Wood Brothers in the in the mid 60s. Uh, tell us a bit about Rockingham Speedway, please.
2: You know, I, I I used to love going to Rockingham Speedway because it was it was one of the few tracks that I could drive back and forth to, uh, and and still uh, be able to sleep in my own bed uh, when I covered NASCAR full time. So it, it was it was such a beautiful race track, and it provided such such great racing. Uh, I, I remember a a Bush Series race where Todd Bodine won. By going three wide under, I want to say he went three wide under Dick Trickle and Johnny Benson. Okay. Yeah. To win the race. Uh, And then I remember very distinctly a a race where uh, Del Earnhardt got into Bobby Hamilton and and kind of tapped him out of the way to win a race. And I know that's hard to believe that Del Earnhardt tapped somebody (laughs) to win a race, but Uh, you know, but it always, always provided such good racing, Uh, especially, especially after they moved it back to, uh, 400 laps, Mm -hmm. Uh, a a 500 lap race at Rockingham was, was a long day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know, once they moved it back, uh, to to 400 laps, I I think it just was, was a beautiful racetrack and made for great racing.
1: We're talking with the author Rick Houston, author of the book Dale versus uh, Daytona: The Intimidator's Quest to Win the Great American Race. And uh, if you get a chance, make sure you—if you just Google uh, author Rick Houston—a whole bunch of books here, and we could go on and on uh, chatting. But we're kind of running out of time, Rick. But uh, the other ones I didn't know about were the—you have a couple on the space shuttle. Uh, and in, in the, the space program, which is something that always interests me, especially I have a friend of mine who is directly involved with that. And, and if you're interested in uh, NASA stuff like I am, uh, you have a, a Go Flight uh, book and then also the Wheel Stop book, uh, The Go Flight, The Unsung Heroes of Mission Control, 1965-1992, uh, to 1992. and then, of course, The Tragedies and Triumphs of the, of the Space Shuttle Program. Uh, you wanna just give us a quick thumbnails on those two books, please?
2: Well, the, the wheel the the Wheel Stop book uh is about the uh the last twenty five years of the space shuttle program. Uh it was just a joy to put together. Uh it, it covered uh the two major tragedies of, of the space shuttle program and, and many of its successes, like the Hubble Space Telescope uh servicing missions. Uh, the Mission Control book, Go Flight, uh, concentrated uh, mainly on the people who worked in Mission Control during the Apollo era. Okay. And was actually uh, it actually inspired a great documentary film that's available on Netflix now.
1: Okay, We'll definitely yeah. have to look that up. Uh, Rick, we certainly appreciate you coming on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again. This was a lot of fun and uh, appreciate you coming on the show.
2: No problem, any time. Yeah, besides
0: Amazon, Rick, what's the easiest way to pick up your books?
2: Uh, CarTech.com would be the best uh, best way to pick those up. Uh, I I think they have a 30% discount going on right now, uh, just uh, on the Dell versus Daytona book. Uh, I think it's available for a 30% discount if you mention Dell, the the password or the the code Dell at check.
1: Okay. Very good. We'll certainly put that on our uh, Facebook page too, and and mention that for you, Uh, Rick. Rick Houston uh, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline.
0: Great Midwest Bank has been committed to personalized, common sense lending since 1935. When you're in the market to buy, build, renovate, or refinance, visit GreatMidwestBank.com to discover the benefits of simply local banking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy